2: Past 10 o'clock on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday, the 14th morning of the second month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Happy Valentine's Day to you and to yours, and uh, hopefully you do are doing something special for that special someone. All right, I don't have a lot of pleasantries to offer today because I really, really do want to... Uh, discuss and explore and uh, quite frankly expose um, it's not really an expose because she has exposed herself as being what she is but uh, then one of the new faces of the democrat party look that hillary clinton is no longer the face barack obama eric holder michelle obama some of them might like to think they're the face kamala harris cory booker kirsten gillibrand elizabeth warren They might like to see themselves as the new rising stars in the Democrat Party, and it's their turn to lead. It's not Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer. But the truth of the matter is, this party is being led by freshman radicals, and I mean individuals who are further to the left of what Hillary Clinton could ever have imagined being, further to the left of what Barack Obama ever dreamt of becoming. When we talk about Cortez and when we talk about Talib and when we talk about Ilan Omar, uh we are talking about radicals, extremists, socialists, borderline communists trying to bring their socialist borderline communist policies to fruition in America. To literally if you thought Barack Obama was serious about fundamentally transforming America, Remember how much play that phrase got? Rightfully so. Rightfully so. We condemned it and criticized it for a very long time with very good reason. You don't fundamentally transform things that you love. You try to preserve them as what they are. You imagine asking a woman to marry you and then saying, there are some things I like about you, but I want to fundamentally transform you after we're married because there's a whole hell of a lot of things I don't like. How's that going to go? Barack Obama proposed to the United States and said, now I'm going to change you into something that I think you should be. Well, these women, Cortez and Talib and Omar, are, are they're, they're telling Barack Obama, hold my beer. Watch this. You thought you were going to fundamentally transform it. Take a look at our Green New Deal and take a look at our revisionist history as we try to destroy democratic gains and advances in the cause of freedom, in the assistance of foreign people, as we try to destroy that as being American influence and American intervention for American gain at the expense of other people. That is essentially what was at the center of yesterday's House um, Committee on Foreign Relations uh, testimony that was being given. Um, by a variety of people, but in particular, the United, uh, the United States special envoy to Venezuela. As we know, President Trump has declared U.S. policy in Venezuela is to support regime change, to get rid of Maduro, who is just, quite frankly, presiding over what Hugo Chavez started as a failed socialist experiment in that nation, where people are roasting sewer rats on skewers over open fires for their evening meals once a week. We're talking about a really, really, truly dire situation. People don't have the necessities of life in that socialist nation. And we have indeed expressed American policy or America's view that regime change is in order there to preserve and protect those people, and obviously because that directly impacts the United States. So Special Envoy to Venezuela, Elliot Abrams, appeared yesterday before this committee from the House Foreign Relations Committee, and uh, Ilad Omar, the freshman representative who somehow was appointed to this committee by Democrat leadership, despite her avowed hatred of Israel, her avowed hatred of Jewish people, and now we hear her anti-American voices, she is going to represent uh, the, that party on the Foreign Relations Committee in the House of Representatives? Yeah, that's what they did. The first thing she did—I'm going to replay this part—and then we'll advance. The first thing she did was attack the character, honesty, and integrity of Envoy Elliot Abrams, based on previous um, uh, 1980s policy and things that happened in El Salvador. Being here and thank you. Slight glitch. Before you your yeah. uh,
3: testimonies, Mr. Adams, in 1991, you pleaded guilty to two counts of withholding information from Congress. Regarding your involvement in the Iran Kortra affair,
2: wh- for which you were later bartened by. Not only, by the way, is she a virul- vir- virulently anti American um, and anti Israeli and anti Jewish Muslim representative from, uh, from Minnesota, she also can't read. She's literally reading a prepared script. She's reading a text that was prepared for her to advance this anti American agenda as she sits in the House. Of representatives, and she can't even do that well. But please continue,
3: President George H. W. Bush. I fail to understand uh, why members of this committee or the American people should find any testimony that you give uh, today to
0: be truthful. If I can respond to that,
3: uh, I am, it wasn't a question. Uh, I w- On was Febr- that was not, was not that was attack, not a question. Would, that was the yes. I. Hey, I reserve first, the right I'm to sorry. my time.
0: It is not It is not right. That was Every not a question. Committee can attack on February 8th. Who is not permitted to reply.
3: That, that was not a question. Thank you for your participation.
2: The smugness, by the way, on her face as she attacks him and then denies him an opportunity to respond to the attack. My face is red right now because I can feel my blood pressure rising and it, uh, my blood is rising to my head. It is, it is just that... It is just that um, unfair, I, I'm looking for it, that I can use it on the radio, but it is, it is really just, it's, it's horrific what we are listening to. It's remarkable, simply remarkable and perhaps unprecedented, at least of, from what I'm aware of in American uh, House of Representatives uh, committee hearings. But uh, it gets worse. On
3: February 8, 1982, you testified before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee about U.S. policy in El Salvador. In that hearing, you dismissed as communist propaganda report about the massacre of El Mosote, in which more than 800 civilians, including children as young as two years old, were brutally murdered by U.S.-trained troops. During that massacre, some of those troops bragged about raping a 12-year-old girl before they killed them girls before they killed them. You later said that the US policy in El Salvador was a fabulous achievement. Yes or no, do you still think so?
0: From the day that President Duarte was elected in a free election to this day, El Salvador has been a democracy. That's a fabulous achievement.
3: Yes,
2: or No, I'm going to pause that there just to underscore the remarkable answer by Elliot Abrams. I would never have been able to keep my composure with such an unbelievably anti-American, horrific, unprecedented, attacking question. He handled it perfectly. We helped provide those people liberty, freedom, democracy. That was a fabulous achievement. Meanwhile, she is sitting there describing this massacre as if it were, were car- carried out by Americans. As she described U.S.-trained troops. As if to say the U.S. trained these troops to commit atrocities. As if the U.S. is responsible for those atrocities. That's what a sitting U.S. congresswoman said yesterday, speaking to the special envoy to Venezuela, Elliot Abrams. Have you ever heard anything as outrageous as that? And if your answer is no, you haven't heard anything yet. It gets worse.
3: Do you think that massacre was a fabulous achievement that happened under our watch?
2: Before he answers, I just want you to hear the question again. Do you think that massacre was a fabulous achievement that happened under our watch? Again, blaming the United States military, blaming the United States policy, suggesting that that we were responsible for that. And then asking him such an unbelievably disgusting question. Do you believe that massacre was a fabulous achievement? You described the policy as a fabulous achievement. Is massacring people a fabulous it, it, It's just, this is not done. This cannot be done. I mean, this this is the most outrageous thing that I think I've heard. Maybe with the only, you know, I, I might have to back up. I might have to back up. Sometimes, you know, you, you get wrapped up in a moment you forget about certain things because just a few short months ago, we saw um, equally, if not more, outrageous questioning and statements made in a United States Committee hearing, specifically the, judiciary, the Senate Judiciary, as they uh, threw lie after lie after lie at Brett Kavanaugh during the Senate confirmation hearings. But this is what Democrats have become. This is who they are. And they are unapologetic for it. Listen to that unbelievable question again, and then listen to what you heard from uh, Elliot Abrams in response, and then how the questioner uh, took that response. Listen. On February 8th... No, No, I don't want the whole thing again. Hold on a second. I want the short version. This is better.
3: On February 8th,
2: Apologies, that's still going to be the long one. I wanted to get the short version of this. Let me see if I have it. Um, yes, I do.
3: Yes or no, do you think that massacre was a fabulous achievement that happened under our watch?
0: That is a ridiculous question. And I yes or
3: no? It. No. I I I'm will, sorry, take, I will take that
2: I'm, as a yes. Am I, am I missing something? Am I losing my mind? Am I, am I in a parallel universe? We just had a sitting congresswoman, this reprehensible human being, this anti-Semitic, anti-American member of the U.S. Congress elected from the Caliphate of Minnesota, sit in a U.S. House of Representatives committee hearing, and ask an envoy to a foreign country from the United States if he supports the massacre of people as a fabulous success. And when he answers in the obvious about what a reprehensible question that was, and of course not no, she said to him, I'll take that as a yes. And the chairman of this committee sat there and let it all happen what have we become what have what has become of our of our representation All right, ten twenty eight. about France Authority on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, while I point out the obvious insanity of the questioning from uh, freshman representative Ilan Omar, the Muslim from uh, from uh, Minnesota, anti Israel, anti Semitic, anti American, blaming the United States troops for actions of El Salvador and soldiers in that terrible massacre in nineteen eighty two, and Elliot uh, Abrams uh, much more poised than I would have been. Response to that, the her sister in uh, destruction. You know, it's kind of relative to partner in crime. Her sister in destruction, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, shared the video of that testimony last night, tweeting out that it feels like justice. She supports what Ilan Omar did to Elliot Abrams, and the anti-American message that was uh, that was sent. Claiming that this was quote under our watch and this was these were American trained soldiers, so therefore it was our responsibility and our fault. Uh, our fault, she said. Watching this is Alexandria Ocasio, Kelly Bundy, Cortez. Watching her question Trump's envoy to Venezuela, who pled guilty to several Iran Contra crimes, feels like justice. She literally thought this was how it's supposed to work. I am, as I said before, I'm, I'm, I know my face is red. I don't have a mirror. But I know what I, my, my, how, when my blood starts to boil, I, how, I feel warm. And that's how I feel right now. I'm normally not part of the POS. I'm normally not a perpetually outraged of society. That is what the left is. But I am outraged. I have been triggered. I will acknowledge it. By this attack on America, this attack on Elliot Abrams, this attack on capitalism, this attack on those who would try to save the lives of the people of Venezuela as they tried to save the lives of the people of El Salvador who were not responsible for the barbarism committed by the El, Salvador, El Salvadoran government, I am triggered by that. By this, yes. I've got a lot more to say, but I do want to listen. So what I'm going to do now is we're going to get you the news, and then I'm going to listen. Your thoughts. I see everybody on hold. Don't hang up. You're next on AM 1420, the end. Three, miles. Progressive Democrats,
0: please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420.
2: The answer. Indeed, it is 1034. Thanks for joining us on AM 1420. The answer. We got a lot of phone calls to get to this segment. I'm going to go right there. By the way, I do want to say this. Um, today being the anniversary, the one year anniversary of the Parkland shooting in Florida, in which 17 people were killed, uh, we, we should certainly obviously pay, uh, a proper tribute and respects to the memories of those lost. Um, Uh, Thanks to the heroes who tried to help, Uh, additional scorn to the cowards in the sheriff's department down there in Broward County who did not try to help. And obviously, you know, continue to discuss the best way to keep our children safe in schools. And I think I would be remiss if I didn't at least mention this, that there are some schools that are taking it seriously, some schools who aren't talking about hiding behind desks and who aren't talking about, you know, more education and maybe a bigger, brighter sticker on the window that says no guns allowed in here. Cause that works all the time, right? There are some schools who are doing a little bit more than that, including Uh, including a, an MSA charter school. It's, uh, the school is MSA. It's a charter school. And I'm trying to find the specifics on, uh, on how, well, I guess it matters simply because they don't have to, they don't have to abide by, uh, the public school rules. But a charter school down there in Palmetto, Florida has hired two combat veterans to patrol the grounds with semi-automatic rifles to protect students from any active shooters, according to officials. Principal Bill Jones uh, said he wants to make sure if armed intruders were to enter the campus of the Manatee, that's what MSA stands for, that's what I was looking for, apologies. Manatee School for the Arts in Palmetto, they would be met with swift, overwhelming, and deadly force. Quote, if someone walks onto this campus, they're gonna be shot and killed. We're not gonna talk with them, we're not gonna negotiate, we're not, we are gonna put them down as quickly as possible. Uh, another said, we are not looking for a fair fight. We want to kill them immediately. That is exactly the type of school that I would want my child to attend. Which school would you rather have your children in? One in which there is a report of an active shooter, and there are, uh, what, six or seven sheriff deputies 10 minutes away who may or may not show up and do anything when they get there? Or uh, there's a report of an active shooter on campus, and there are two armed combat veterans on the scene. Where do you think your kid has a better chance of surviving? And it's a shame that we have to discuss these things. It really is. But we do. We do. And it's not a gun problem. It's a people problem. It's an education problem. It's a psychological problem. And what, which, would you rather, which would you rather have, as I say? I would rather have a combat veteran working on the scene, always on patrol, always looking, trained to know what they're looking for, ready to respond in a moment's notice then have to call nine one one and then wait ten minutes for somebody to arrive who may or may not want to go in uh, because we're not sure where he is. We thought he might have come outside, like Howard's of Brower did. And I love the statement, by the way. I love the statement by the principal. We are not looking for a fair fight. We just want to win that fight immediately. Love it. All right, to the phones as promised. Carol is in uh, Willoughby Hills on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, Carol. Thanks for waiting. You're on the air. Go ahead.
4: Yes, good morning, Bob. I just turned down my thermostat because I'm hot, too, like you.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: With anger. All right, three things quickly. First of all, your patriotism in your program is both inspiring and educational, and I love you. Number two, repudiating our military just brings out the lioness in me because I feel very protective of our military. Number three... I am so, I can't believe this is my country. Watching that uh, woman, Omar, interrogate our representative from Venezuela is absolutely like watching uh, a uh, dictatorship court uh, incriminating an innocent citizen. I don't believe I I was watching something that happened in my America. And you know what?
2: That's a very great analogy, uh, Carol. That is a great analogy. That is exactly what it looked like. And you cannot speak back to the dictator. You cannot defend yourself. You just have to sit there, listen to the charges, be found guilty, and then, and then face your punishment. That is a very great example and analogy that you just made. And you know what, dear? It is not happening in your America, because this is not our America. What you saw yesterday, what I've been playing today, is the new Democrats' version of socialist America. And that's why we have to fight harder than ever to make sure that they cannot retain power, and that they cannot gain the ultimate power, and that is the Oval Office back in the White House.
4: Well, I am in this fight to my death, and I want you in the lifeboat with me. (laughs) I'm (laughs) with you, dear. Okay,
2: God bless you, Bob. Uh, thank you, and God bless you, and thanks you. Thank you so much for the phone call and the kind words. No, I'm with you, and I'm in this fight for the long haul. Absolutely, I was infuriated by what I heard yesterday, and I'm going to tell you something else. I just got this message from my friend Dan, and I completely concur. Elon, uh, uh, Omar, and Rashida Talib—these people are the direct results of the Muslim Brotherhood being allowed to operate unchecked in the United States, the direct result of the United States government legitimizing the Muslim Brotherhood, which backs terror groups around the globe. We allow them to have seats at the table establishing policy in the United States. This is a direct result of that, as that's why you get anti-Semitic um, representation coming from places like Minnesota, which are heavily, uh, uh fortified with, uh, with Muslim voters. This is the goal. This is the Muslim Brotherhood's long goal. It'll start with a state or two, a district two, two or two, or a representative here, a governor there. This is the goal. And then completely dismantle the Judeo-Christian values and the capitalist, uh, society that we have built. And rebuild it in their, uh, in their view, in the, in the, in the, in the manner that they feel like they're compelled, uh, to, to, to establish their image. Thank you very much, doctor. Their image. They feel compelled to establish this one world, one Muslim dominated, uh, uh, world. And they're doing it one nation at a time. And this is their coup. This is their biggest and, and, and most important challenge. And they're making headway. They just are. And I mean, I, and I will fight for my country. I will fight for capitalism. I will fight for the Judeo-Christian values upon which this nation was built and founded. And I will push back. Jan is in uh, Greater Cleveland. Hi, Jan, go ahead.
5: Oh, hello. Uh, you needed some words. So, uh, way beyond obnoxious, despicably diabolical. You know, uh, I concur with uh, the lady who called before because uh, Harris and uh, this Muslim Congresswoman uh, woman, uh, they they remind me of a world war 2 nazi movie you know uh one of the uh, uh nazis interrogating a prisoner of war that's exactly how they act they're, they're yep. disgusting and uh I wonder if these Muslims... And did you notice
2: the chairman, the chairman of the committee did not even step in to say, let the witness respond, or, uh, that is inappropriate, and that is out of line. He, she asked him a question, he said no, in frustration, and she said, I'll take that as a yes. Wait, what? How, how on earth, again, it's one thing for her to be what she is, it's another thing for others around her to, to, uh, approve of what she is doing, even including people in positions of leadership.
5: Well- see uh Muslim women are not are not respected uh, the way American women are by the Muslim males so they they take it out you know they they can come in and talk to a to uh an American uh male in such a disrespectful manner if they they wouldn't dare speak like that to uh in a, a mosque or somewhere and and it's disgusting and they should and these people who uh they should be asked, I'd like her, I, I would like to interrogate her and say, do you believe in Sharia law, yes or no? And I'm, I don't know what she would say, but... That
2: is the well, point. well, well, she, she, she would, she would lie and say no, because that is what she is permitted to do. In fact, encouraged to do by her religion under Takiyah, which is to, to give false statements in support of advancing their, their, their goal, their cause. Um, it, you know, I, saw a great meme, and memes are no way to, to establish policy, so don't get me wrong. But, but, but this, this was a pretty good one, I, I thought. Uh, in my country, and there 's a picture of a of woman wearing the same clothing, a Muslim woman wearing the same clothing that you see from uh, uh, in uh, um, Ilhan Omar in my country i 'm forced to keep my mouth shut. But here I am, free to talk trash about this country in hopes that I can change it into a country where I would be forced to keep my mouth shut. I just thought that was perfectly powerful. It's a meme it's a it's an online meme so it's not going to be taken seriously but think about the the truth behind that in the in the the, the Muslim dominated world that she supports she has less rights than men because she's a woman In some of those Muslim countries no rights at all I mean in some of the places if she was seen walking down the street in the presence of a man not her wife husband or brother or not her husband or brother rather uh she can be thrown in jail or she can be beaten they have no rights and even in the more moderate or 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 less extreme muslim nations they have fewer rights than men and here they are in the united states where they have all the rights in the world every woman has equal rights to every man In every measurable way. And what is she doing? She's trying to turn this free country into the kind where she would have less rights. How backwards is that? It's staggering. Robert is calling us from Chagrin Falls. Robert, you're on AM 1420 The Answer. Good morning. Go ahead.
1: Good morning. How are you today?
2: Fine. Thank you, sir.
1: So I'm going to say, first of all, I don't agree with almost anything that you said. I mean, I'm on the other side of the political divide. I will not defend her line of questioning. But what I will defend is her questioning the veracity of the witness. And if you need any further example of that, you can talk with your buddy Jim Jordan. I saw him do it in C-SPAN hearing after C-SPAN hearing. he questioned the veracity of the IRS commissioner and anybody from the Obama administration. It's perfectly legitimate to question their answers.
2: Well, it's perfectly legitimate to question their answers. It is not perfectly legitimate, Robert, to not allow them to give answers. She 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 declared him to be a liar at the beginning of their questioning. She said, "Why should anybody here believe anything you have to say is going to be truthful?" And then when he starts to answer, she says, "That wasn't a question. Shut up." You can't tell people not to answer. And no, hold on, hold on. And 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 hold on. Robert, Robert. Jim
1: Jordan, Jim Jordan.
2: This is not about Jim Jordan. Stop, 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 stop. Stay on point stay on point stay on Ilet Omar and Elliot Abrams who she didn't know from Adams she thought his name was Adams for goodness sakes but but let's let's go to the point there first she declared him to be by attacking him to be a liar then wouldn't let him respond to uh, her allegation then when she did ask him the question which he of course uh was disgusted by uh, because it is just so reprehensible to suggest that he or anybody else would think it's good or a fantastic achievement or whatever her phrasing was for that uh, horrific uh, massacre to have taken place. He says, no, she didn't question the veracity of his answer, Robert. She changed his answer and said, I'm going to no, take I that as a yes.
1: I, I agree with you. I, I, I do find that reprehensible. What I don't find reprehensible, and I've seen it in hearing after hearing, is that congressmen will monopolize the time, they claim their time back, and they don't let the people answer. It happens all the time, and you're engaging in collective information if you think this is the first time. I can cite chapter and verse where it's
2: happened numerous times. Well, what, what, what you can't cite chapter and verse is where somebody is accused of supporting Massacres, rape, murder, I, I genocide. But, but no, but this that. this is exactly what she was accusing the United States of. I the United, and this didn't. is the, and that's the worst part about this. Robert, tell me, even as a liberal, you have to agree that that a sitting member of Congress blaming the United States for the actions of foreign soldiers, suggesting they were a U.S. trained, b quote under our watch, and c that the envoy who would then, of course, was working for President Reagan and now the envoy to Venezuela. Would approve of such things and call it a spectacular achievement that, that 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 is simply that is unprecedented. You can't cite me chapter and verse where anything of this nature has ever been done.
1: And I don't believe I defended that. I didn't say I agreed with her line of questioning. I don't know if you're. No, but
2: what I, would I like you to, what I would like you what I would like what I would like you to do is say that you condemn it, not that you just don't agree with it. You condemn it, I, and I, it I, cannot I, happen. I'm, this is this is a very different place I, than I, I can, than Jim Jordan questioning the IRS commissioner.
1: Well no it's numerous other times not just that time but I will condemn questioning our our people on massacres that happened in foreign countries that we didn't have control over though we do have a slightly problematic history with the southern uh, the countries in South America and Central America but i I condemn it there I said it you
2: okay and and, it. and the more moreover Robert moreover what is what is equally important here, is that not only do we condemn the line of questioning, but we condemn the fact that the commissioner, or excuse me, the chairman, rather, of that uh, committee allowed it to go on. Because what this does yes. is it plays no. on every state-sponsored television network around the world, and it shows the United States eating its no. own. It that's shows the United States a, a member Congress. of Con- you, you don't think that they're going to play that back and so to so show that that's a, a member of Congress has blamed the United States on this, and thus, that's why the U.S should not be allowed to to support regime change in Venezuela?
1: First of all, I'd hope they're smarter than that. Second of all, if you watch the hearings, the hearings all work in the same way. The members have five minutes to address any issue they want, any issue they want. That's how it works.
2: Well, nobody's say, nobody saying that isn't how it works, but what I'm saying is what she said about this issue, blaming the United States. You don't think that propaganda is going to filter its way around uh, the, to, to other countries, allies and enemies alike, and that will impact the way they treat us?
1: I may not agree with what you say, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it, okay? I don't. I condemn it. I've already said that numerous
2: times. Well, I wish you were the chairman of that committee, Robert, because that's what the chairman of the Democrat chairman of that committee should have done: was condemned it on the spot, in the moment, and declared that to be completely out of bounds. And you know who else should should condemn it? Condemn it. Uh, The same speaker who condemned the same woman, the uh, Muslim representative of the Caliphate of uh, of uh, of Minnesota, Nancy Pelosi, should condemn this the same way she condemned her for being an anti-Semite for her latest anti-Semitic rants on Twitter and in spoken word. That's who should condemn it. I am glad to hear you as a liberal saying you condemn it, but we need the leadership to condemn it as well. We're back after this.
1: But if this ever-changing world in which we live in makes you
2: All right, 1054, the Bob France Authority wrapping it up with our final segment before Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Dr. Gorka, Jay Sekulow, Larry Elder, all day and all evening, if you're looking for the best analysis of the news of the day, you're going to get it right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Uh, I've been triggered today. I'm fully admitting it. I've been triggered by Ilhad Omar, her reprehensible treatment of Elliot Abrams. Moreover, her reprehensible treatment of the United States of America, our military, our troops, by declaring that it's our fault that the horrific 1982 uh, uh, massacre in El Salvador was somehow our responsibility. And when she demanded that Elliot Abrams answer it she wouldn't accept his answer
3: yes or no do you think that massacre was a fabulous achievement that happened under our watch
0: that is a ridiculous question and i yes or
3: no it. no i i I'm will sorry, take, i will chairman, take but that right? as a yes
2: i will take that as a yes unbelievable ron and grafton is next am 1420 the answer hi ron go ahead sir hello hey, ron Bob, just keep yeah, right.
0: us are you there
2: okay yes sir i got you go ahead
0: a couple of quick th- things first of all um i got so infuriated i went ahead and called the dnc um i actually got somebody to answer the phone i started railing on him about this uh racist omar and then he said well let me put you through to the chair and i say hey, this look great well i got an answering machine and i railed on the answering machine and then i happen to think i says wait a minute and I finished by saying that, um, hey, keep up the good work, because you're going to guarantee Trump a second a second <laughs> term. So, uh, you know, and I sat there, what am I doing? I said, if they continue to do this kind of behavior, it, it's going to guarantee a second term. But anyway, the other question I had, uh, a little bit deeper, um, I understand, we all understand that the media is very biased against Trump. And I keep on thinking, why? And I don't have an answer for that if it was money they'd be going the opposite direction because fox right now fox news is killing all the other cable channels you think somebody would want to be honest about the whole thing and i don't get it i'm just absolutely baffled and i know you're getting close to time but uh, uh thanks for listening to me and well thank you
2: thank day. you no god bless you Ron and thanks for waiting uh, and, and and getting on the air because you make some very good points uh number 1 you're right People like Cortez and and Omar and um, uh, and uh, Talib, they are driving more and more volunteers to Trump campaign headquarters. I guarantee it. Yes, it is helping. That's why you know you look for silver linings. I suppose to every dark cloud, silver lining to this is that yes, uh, more and more people are going to see this and say we cannot allow that to be the majority party. We certainly cannot allow that to have uh, that party to have the White House. We have to stop this radicalism, this extremism. So you're right. Their presence is. A, a boon to the uh, trump re-election campaign uh and to the second part about the media it, they're making enough money they might not have to catch fox in the ratings and in the revenue as long as they're making enough because they're they're in their view their agenda is more important even than their bottom lines as long as they're making enough you know they don't have to be leading as long as they're making enough their agenda matters more to them todd in cleveland is going to be our last caller on am fourteen twenty. the answer hi todd go ahead Yo, Bob,
0: given the two options that you offered, combat veteran versus the police that may or may not show up, sure, i take the combat veteran, but here's a better suggestion overall. If we were, as a public, better invested in our taxpayer-funded neighborhood public schools as it applies to their well-being, meaning um, time and energy committed and money committed as it applies to people that live near those schools and people that have businesses near those schools, it would be much more much, much more appealing for um, people to come and protect it from somebody even cultivating the thoughts of becoming the type of person that would shoot up a school. And that's something we should take in consideration.
2: Well, one thing we definitely have to take into into consideration, Todd, is the type of people that are shooting up schools. I saw a video today on Twitter uh, of a of a young kid uh, being beaten up by a group of other young kids who taunted him and then threatened him and scared him and then chased him. It's about a middle school age kid and beat him until crying while all on the video uh, of the of the video recorder of the uh, cell phone of one of the assailants. And, and the caption that I read, and you know, this was from, uh, this was from a celebrity too. This was from a celebrity who tweeted this, uh, this picture and said, I don't know the circumstances here. But what I do know is this is the kind of thing that leads to school shooters. Kids like that are the ones who are going to stand up and push back in the worst possible way. We do have to address all of those things. Thank you so much for the call. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to Rob Frost who joined us uh, in the first hour of the program. Stay where you are. Mike Gallagher's coming up next right here on AM 1420, The Answer. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: Enjoy the
5: silence.